Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey everyone, welcome to Web College on WMR.FM. It is the 10th of November, 2022. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always and Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Weights and Biases. And uh, it's a strange uh, November the 10th. I don't know what it's like way out there on the West Coast, but here in the middle of North America, where there should be snow up to your ankles or maybe your knees, it's warm. It's... um. Uh, 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 68 degrees in the Fahrenheit scale, a nice balmy 20 degrees Celsius in the uh, almost middle of November. How you doing? You know, I'm sort of, it's like, it's like opposite day uh, because it is, oh, I don't know, let me just do my quick, uh, quick switcheroo here. Yeah, it is 44 degrees here on the West Coast. And two days ago, we had like a decent amount of snow on the ground. <laughs> and it was like, 28 degrees, uh, where we're supposed to be having, you know, roughly your weather right now, right? It's supposed to be in like a, a little colder, but like it's supposed to be in like the high 50s, low 60s right now. And it is not. Um, so there we are. It's, it's like we're just switching weather. Topsy turvy day. Well, it's been topsy turvy at the major social media outlets. That's supposed to be a good segue. It didn't quite work out. So it's not whatever. bad. It's not bad. Could you imagine being uh, Mark Zuckerberg today or Mark Zuckerberg last week or Mark Zuckerberg anytime in the last little while um, having burned, what, 15, 20 billion dollars on a virtual reality space that was kind of like Second Life mixed with Animal Crossing, but not as interesting as either. Um, right. And having so much of like your reputation your everything riding on this it's like it's like Hooli from uh from from from, from uh, silicon valley right and suddenly the floor falls out except unlike Hooli, this is real life with real money and not some like you know cartoonish live action environment which it kind of is when you're trying to create a metaverse that ain't working out um so yeah uh, 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 meta uh aka for formerly known as Facebook, um, has lost value faster than Yahoo even did at its at its at its <laughs> super slide rate. Um, the only thing is Facebook is like, you know, got a quarter million of the world using it, unlike Yahoo ever did. Um, and uh, yeah, but I got I got this whole Yahoo-ly feeling here <laughs> about Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's not a bad word. Yahoo-ly. Um, Yahoo-ly right, totally gonna... fits the place, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't even know which direction to go on this because I, I, on one hand, like you've got okay, that fifteen billion is a lot of money. Like for for those <laughs> unaware of how much fifteen billion is, it's a lot of money. Um, now, I mean, some might say you could spend forty-four billion on something that could be a lot, a lot of wasted money too. But um, you know, that's that's a, a different conversation for you know a different different story. Um, but and I know he gets mocked for it a lot. But 
if he's right, right? Like at, at some point, sometimes you do need to gamble big if you, and if something does work, it will work massively, right? So on that, I, I kind of understand what he's doing there, right? Like, like I, or, or why he, he went that direction. I, I get it. Would I have, I don't know. I don't know the data he was working on, but I can say I, I understand going, this is the future and we need to build it now because if we win this, we win a lot. Yeah, okay, yeah. Fair enough. You can build the world of Wally, right? Like that will be, you know, that that's yours to lose if, if you're the first one in there. I'm not saying that's good or bad, but we'll leave that for, for, for the philosophers to discuss later. At the same time, when you see spends $15 billion and lays off, referring to it as like buyers in a lot of cases it's laid off but like laid off eleven thousand people these two things do not go well together now how many of those eleven thousand were part of that 15 billion i don't know <laughs> like um you know i i haven't seen those those stats but um yeah it, it's it's not good optics that's for that's for darn sure um you know, do I think he gambled wrong? Hindsight's twenty twenty, And I think right now it looks like it might have been a misfire. Will it always look that way? It, you know, it, it might look and go, we did survive the downturn. And when we came out of that, like three years from now, what if it does work? And he's like, yeah, now we're worth like five times what we were then, right? Like, indeed. And, uh, and it'll look like, you know, it, like the greatest genius of all time. It, it, exactly. Exactly. Right now, it looks like a failure. Right now, you see a lot of people like mocking him on Twitter or ironically on Facebook or, or whatever. Um, at the same time, when I see a lot of the people mocking, there's some good points against like this move that he's making and going, do what you do best, right? Like we've seen Google try and, you know, skew off into like other areas and then quickly go, yeah, that was not good. Right. And they hadn't blown $15 billion. Um, right about now, whoever decided to cancel uh uh, 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 Google Plus is probably looking at their feet, trying to make sure nobody notices them in the corner. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like this is like this is like the guy who did who who canceled the Beatles. Um, like, <laughs> oh, the, could you imagine like what what what, what bad timing you would feel like? Because two years after Google's nascent uh, social media empire crashed or just got shuttered out of disinterest, um, there's suddenly a massive opening in the yeah. social media world because not only is um i mean facebook's been losing its luster with uh with users um especially younger users um for the last few years anyway and for the first time ever last quarter and moving into this quarter facebook um didn't grow didn't grow in revenues and it didn't grow in users which is you know freak, freaked out uh facebook and and the investors that brought it or that bought it um and again, has this caused the uh, the uh, layoff of um, eleven thousand and climbing? By the way, um, there's there's, there's yeah. according to Mark Zuckerberg, there are more to come in the future. But there's also a big hole in the um, area that was occupied by the Twitterverse. Um, it's like almost like a big black hole, uh, sucking in a whole bunch of talent, energy, people's um, life plans. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, or I'm sorry, uh, Elon Musk, uh, if you spend $44 billion and you turn, and that turns into dust, are you still the rich? I mean, he actually, you know what? He's still the richest man in the world, even after spending $44 billion on uh, on Twitter. And there's something really weird and obscene about that, but I believe it to be true. Um, so to recap, Elon Musk gets caught in a trap of his own mouth's making and ends up having to buy Twitter because um, stupid and uh, proceeds to do stupid stuff that um, makes the value of Twitter, um, that lowers the value of Twitter substantially, including um, the, but we're going to charge for the big blue check mark and verification and all that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know where to begin because there was another thing that happened recently today, but I want to talk about a lead up to it, but it takes so long to do the lead up. To, God, that place is screwed. Anyway, the bottom <laughs> bottom line, um, there's more Twitter users today than there was last week, um, which is kind of weird. And um, Musk has uh, thrown such incredible chaos into the social media market um oh yeah the new the new thing is he announced that he's um 
thinking about turning uh, Twitter into a payment processing and payment, uh, yeah, a payment processing application. Mm. Um, mm. Well, had to be, had to be uh, something. Okay, yeah, it's okay. There's the, I, I didn't want to even get to the staff layoffs, us, but now that you mention it, <laughs> um, as, as we're talking, Dave shows up an article on the on uh, Twitter staff layoffs, and then having. So get this, he code stacked people. He got them to print out all the code that they'd written in the last year, which could be voluminous for some people and just a little bit for others, depending on what you were working on and what was needed, what mm -hmm. problems you had to solve, how long it took to solve them. So imagine you're code stacking, right? Now, somebody's just, some, some kid, some newbie is given the job to write all the crap code, just like write the stuff that makes the boring stuff happen. That makes the doors open and close and the lights go on and off and, you know, acknowledges the token handshake when person A communicates with person B. All that boring stuff, not not sexy at all. That person could write a, a Bible's worth of code, right? Yeah. Big, thick, big, thick book worth of code. Somebody who's working on some really difficult stuff that requires like collaboration and problem solving and you got to work with a team of four other people um, just to figure out how to make something that's never happened before happen, that person will write, you know, like a, just a little bit of code, but it'll be really important, like cutting edge stuff, but it'll be real small. And so, so Musk gets all the people together and code stacks them, basically has them printed out and put the stuff on a table and see who's written the most code, who's written the most code gets to stay. <laughs> they who write the, write the least have to go. So as you just noted, Dave, Twitter lays off like almost half of its staff and now has to ask a few of them to come back because they realized that the people who were the most talented were the ones they showed the door. Oy vey, what do you say? I mean, like, <laughs> smartest businessman in the world? Yeah, really? like, that's something you should, you should totally see coming because we all know that, right? Like, regardless of your business, right? Like, if you walked into... I don't know, a, a massive, a massive room of all of the restaurants that exist and said, how many dishes did you create today? Right? Like how many individual plates of stuff did you create today? And how many people did you feed? And you went, mm -hmm. everybody who didn't feed more than like, we're going to cut off right at the median and everybody who served, you know, the, the, the fewest number of people, all of you are gone. Yes, you'll have taken out a few crap restaurants for sure. But you're also going to take out some of the highest and best chefs on the planet who don't flip burgers at McDonald's because yeah. those are the people who are making or feeding the most people, right? So I think that's the the scenario that Elon Musk sort of found himself in. Like I, it's funny you you noting that I didn't actually know that's how he had why done you, that. Um, why would you? I mean, it's crazy. And yeah. he's also had to bring in engineers from Tesla to make up, to try to make up the gap of engineers who suddenly aren't at Twitter anymore. These are people who did completely different things. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you yeah. totally different. I'm not, I'm not trying to, not to say that they aren't great programmers and then, and, and that they're not amazing engineers. They probably are. Um, I should hope they are because, you know, people's driverless cars are riding on this, but like, or were, now they're working at Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Now, before anyone gets really freaky and, and, and coming here to defend Elon Musk, I'm not, we're not here to do attack him or anything, even though he's doing absolutely stupid things and even further making a toxic environment more toxic. It's like $8 Chan. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the stuff that Elon Musk and, 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 and Tesla have contributed, say, in, in energy storage, or um, telecommunications, or putting um, rockets into space and recovering them again while standing up on a barge. That's freaky, amazing, cool stuff, much of which might even help save the world in the future. I think his days of thinking of being the overlord of Mars are over, because he'd know we could let that happen. <laughs> he couldn't even handle a Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Elon, if you can Good take point. care of your puppy, we'll let you have bars. And you know, the puppy died, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. My God. Okay. okay. I'm done.
I think. We'll stop picking on Elon again. Like it, 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 and it is interesting because you, you bring up some very interesting points, though, is I think our problem is, and it's the last thing I'll say on Elon, but it's it's sort of like to his credit on this one, because we I do dig at him a lot, is but you brought up some interesting points. He has done some amazing, amazing, amazing things. Um, like and 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 just like what you can debate whether it was his brain that did it or whether he just had the will to like shove until it got done right which i mean there's there's like sometimes jobs just need that guy um to, to get them done and go i can't do it but you can and i'm just gonna all shove you through that wall. door until it gets My done god that's um, so cool <laughs> um but you know i mean that I, I just want to highlight or, or just want to make it like that is why it's like this contrast to like when you're watching that same person do something that you're like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, and maybe like the metaverse, maybe in hindsight, I'll be like, okay, like I may like or not like what he did, but yeah, okay. Like he turned it into what he wanted and it turned into this, like it was worth 44 billion. I didn't see what he was going to do with it. And yeah, it's generating like that kind of revenue that it's worth that. But right now I'm not seeing that. So that's the the contrast that's really hitting me. I'm just like, you can build like self-driving cars and put rockets in space, but you can't manage this. And you should have known you shouldn't, (laughs) but we'll see. We'll see. You remember a few years back during the uh, Silicon Valley Unicode era, when you were marveling at and freaking out at the valuation of such of all the BS that was out there. (laughs) And now we're yeah. just talking about 44 billion as if, you know, someone's just throwing it around, whatever, it's 44 billion, maybe. <laughs> the, yeah. the world shifts, it's incredible, eh? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I remember the, the conversation you were talking about, and I looked <laughs> up like the quarterly earnings reports versus valuation of like Ford, which builds real things, yeah, <laughs> and like Google or Twitter or the, that like don't build a concrete thing. I'm not saying they don't have value, clearly they do, but- they don't build like a, a hard pattern. I'm like, if just like Ford was going to be valued at like these incredible rates based on like the revenue they were earning. Now Google's caught up really, really fast. That was, I think the one that I was picking on at the time, like in their revenue they're generating. Anyway, going off on a tangent there and we've got other news to talk about, but uh, yeah, it is crazy how news. fast you become used to 44 billion being okay. Indeed. Um, <laughs> Indeed. Before we get to the, any other news at all, um, just a, a quick education uh, education prompt. Two of them, two of them actually. SMX is coming up. The XMX conference, Search Marketing Expo, um, one of the great, great conference series uh, is coming up. Except it's not in live form yet. They're going to be coming back. They are coming back live eventually, right? I that's, believe that's so. Plan. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure they haven't told me anything like in, in that regard, but and from the wording of things that I understand, like, and I am reading the same stuff you are probably, um, <laughs> and you can sort of allude that that would be their goal. Now, do they come back with as many? That's something I'm interested about, about all the conference series, or do they go like, here's our one or two, um, you know, I think it'll be a, a, a step up. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the market bears, but uh, the market is giving a free SMX, online SMX, next week. Um, go to searchengineland.com slash search-marketing-expo-xmx-conference, and you'll get all the information you need. If you remember all that, just go to searchengineland.com and follow the uh, SMX prompts. Um, <laughs> Dave, you're, you're, you're speaking on, uh, on second day, are you not? Yeah, I am. And it's, uh, it's gonna be, you know, a a lot of fun. um, Because it's the first time sort of the pressure comes off, right? Because one thing I love is you get to pre record your session, right? I mean, I love that because like for like, as somebody who will be attending some of the sessions as well, because you do get a chance to fine tune if you needed to, right? Like it's not not as personable. You don't get to engage the crowd quite the same, but no, I didn't have to like stop, but I had enough time that I could have gone like, okay, stop cut right okay we'll pick up from here right if something goes wrong you can like okay didn't mean to say it that way so that'll be nice i think as an attendee to go okay like crap's been cut out and like this is staying a little more on point when i says 30 minutes it's going to be 30 minutes right like that's that's what's going to happen here uh but then all like takes the pressure off me because i just need to show up and i my, my session is talking about tools and like 2023 like here's like the base everybody's different and i'm clear on that right but here's like the base set, a lot of free tools for people, stuff like that. And then just show up for like a hat. Like I just get to show up for my favorite part. 
um, of those sessions, which is Q&A, just like, all right, let's talk about stuff, right? In case you couldn't tell, Jim, I like talking. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and, uh, um, so yeah, and, and like, I love the like open chat. I think that's why I like, you know, it's so much enjoy our, our, our time on the podcast, just like open chat back and forth. So I get to show up live um for the part that that is my favorite thing to do just that that back and forth q a and and talking talking seo so okay so uh, yeah, just you know, even even though um uh attendees can expect that the uh session is pre-recorded the the, the 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 person delivering the session is not doing it live they they will be there for q a afterwards right exactly exactly so i think as an attendee i actually think it's going to offer because i am attending some and i'm expecting to get a better experience that I normally do because a lot of the like sort of like misfires that you see from live which is kind of interesting and in a real live event that that's great but it'll be a lot more like the timings will be will be better there'll be a lot less wasted time so there'll be more it'll be just a much cleaner experience for people to just get the information they're there to get and then more which will of course yield more time at the end for questions because if you trim out all the ums ahs and sort of crud um that, that people tend to to sort of like throw in um, you'll get a cleaner experience, but it'll probably also be a few minutes shorter. So you'll get a bit more time at the end for those questions. Cause I can't, I mean, you've been, you've spoken a lot of times, right? The mm -hmm. number of times that you're at one and there's more questions than you have time to answer. Um, yeah. There'll just be, you know, time for probably an extra question or two at the end, which I, I, I'm really looking forward to um, both as somebody speaking and as an attendee to just be able to have that time to actually hear because often it's in the questions that you get the real the real information okay so again smx uh happening next week uh online go to search uh searchintoland.com follow the smx prompts there's links all over visible links all over the all over the website and attend the conference this is again of the uh three or four major conference series smx is one of the, is one of the grandparents uh conferences Okay, the other the other important educational tip here on Webcology is also from Search Engine Land. They have a tutorial on how to do Excel pivot tables, and um, and it sounds boring. It's 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 uh, among the least sexy stuff we could possibly talk about until you actually got to group your data, and then knowing how to do pivot tables is life changing. Uh, save you insane amounts of time finding and sorting and grouping stuff. If you don't know what I'm talking, if you know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. You probably don't need the tutorial. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you do need the tutorial. Your life will change. Go over to Search Engine Land, invest a half hour, screw around with Excel for a while, impress your boss, get more money, and buy me or Dave a drink at the next conference you actually see us at. <laughs> That's how this should work. You know what? I'm, I'm going to give credit words to. We chatted with Carol Aloof. I mean, she's she's been on our show a, a while uh, a while back um and she's an excel i don't know if, if there's somebody that loves excel more than her i don't know who it is um and i actually saw one of her sheets that made use of, of pivot tables and you did not understate um the value that can be added in and i sort of like ripped off the day i'd never seen it before uh like i'd seen one in her tables or or never really thought to see it i'm sure i'd seen it on like screen shares or whatever but i'd never really thought oh how do we do this and i i saw one and was like oh how do we do this um and yeah you're right they're they're really they make life a lot a lot easier there's depending on the mechanics of, of what you're using but anyway yes highly worth the read just wanted to like give a like oh, agreement and a, and a hat tip to somebody blow away your clients with well-ordered data yep <laughs> okay so have uh you seen an uptick uptick in direct traffic in your uh, <laughs> uh uh search i'm sorry in your google analytics or um your ga4 you may or may not have if you have it could be because well people aren't necessarily abandoning their twitter profiles they're just not spending so much time there because they're over at mastodon and Mastodon has a uh, little outgoing trick. It, uh, it 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 sort of puts on all links that leave um, that leave Mastodon. Rel equals no referral. So um, Google uh, Google Analytics hasn't a clue exactly where it came from, although it actually knows it came from Mastodon, but it's been told not to tell you, so it won't. Thanks, Google. Um, and uh, 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 so it gives you a direct traffic. So um, 
when you're trying to explain where direct traffic comes from, now you could also say, and possibly Mastodon, just to see what the look on the, actually, don't, <laughs> don't say it, they're just looking at funny. <laughs> okay, so um, what else do we got? Where do we want to, okay. Accessibility overlays. This is actually a really important one. Um, and you know what? This is actually this is an important. I, I have a client who I who I do need to talk to about this because I was we were all pleased to find this accessibility overlay and put it on this really massive website, and it, it solved a huge amount of problems by using a plugin rather than having to address problems individually. And Casey Markey, somebody whose opinion I actually really strongly value. Um, outlined at uh, Search Engine Land today, uh, November 10th, for anyone who's listening to the show um, later, why you shouldn't use them. Apparently, they completely gum up accessibility and sometimes cause more accessibility problems than they're worth. Isn't it? Go ahead, sorry. But more importantly, um, the client I'm talking about um, in the first order of business was to make their website as accessible to as many people as possible because that's just good business. But the second order of business was to do something that um, protected them legally. If um, you don't comply with the US um, Disabilities Act, um, you are literally leaving yourself open to lawsuit. And uh, according to Casey, some accessibility overlays. He doesn't name them. Doesn't name them specifically, but he certainly certainly challenges webmasters to investigate. Um, some accessibility overlays will not protect you um, from suit, even though you intended to do the right thing. It's not your intentions. It's actually whether you did or didn't do the right thing that counts in court. Mm -hmm. So. If um if you are running an accessibility overlay on, on on your website, you know one of those all-in-one fix the accessibility problem plugins. Read this article, check your uh, check the plugin really closely. Maybe you want to talk to the dis uh, disability community in your neighborhood and and see what works, um, what they recommend using. But um, be careful again. If 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 your purpose was to legally protect yourself, you might not actually be doing that. That is a very, very valid point. And you know what? I'm going to leave it to you because I know the story that we're going to be going to next. And I'm going to leave the segue to you because it, it just, it lends oh. itself so naturally. You know what we're going to be talking about next. Oh, right. Okay, good. Alt text, right? Okay, that makes sense. Thanks. I was like, uh-oh, really? I don't know what you ever going next. <laughs> but okay, yeah. So in that vein, now that you mentioned it, um, <laughs> There's a bunch of different um, ways to make a website more accessible for persons with disability. Um, one of which is to understand how screen readers for the blind work. Um, blind people don't actually look at a monitor, um, as, as, as you might imagine. They um, may or may not be able to see it, uh, people with, with visual impairments. They have tools that can read the website to them, read all the text and describe images to them. There's a number of SEO um, tricks. These are, these, are, these, are, these are as old as, as the profession itself, as old websites themselves. Um, you use alt text to describe an image. You, you, um, and that, that's mostly um, to help Google, to help Google understand what the image is about, but it's also to, that alt text will be read as the image description through the screen reader. So if you're keyword stuffing, imagine somebody who's, you know, surfing the web, who's, who's visually impaired, surfing the web, having the web read to them, and suddenly they get this whole string of keyword gobbledygook, um, completely destroys their user experience. Uh, one by one pixel images. <laughs> um, I, I got a I got a client running a really, 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 really old website that we just upgraded. And I couldn't figure out where all the HTTP requests were coming from. <laughs> web tracks. Old web tracks. Like, like seriously, and they use and, 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 and I found that they use a one by one pixel um to, as the trigger for, for what web tracks, for goodness sake. That's wow. like that's like 2002, 2003. Um, and it, so it's still out there. <laughs> and it's apparently still working. 
Um, if uh, if John uh, if John is listening, John, your your tool's still out there and it's working. <laughs> there you go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. <laughs> um, okay, a hidden text on page. If it's text on page, screen reader doesn't care what what if it's same background color as the same right. same color as the background, it'll read it. So you got this whole block of gobbledygook crap text that you think is helping you probably isn't. By the way, um, anyway, a lot of misusing a lot of these SEO tricks. Not only are you uh, probably wasting your time because google if they're not penalizing you google simply doesn't care that you're doing it um mm-hmm. or they're actually they're probably laughing at you and penalizing you but you're also hurting people who um may have wanted to give you money <laughs> they might have wanted to buy something off you but you made it impossible for them so they ain't gonna that was dumb of you don't do it you know, you're, you're bringing up something, you're, you're reminding me of something uh, that I've often wondered at, like, I, I, I'm sure you remember the old Google dances and like the, yeah, the folks yeah. from Google, good rule on their part, weren't allowed to, to, to have a beer with us, right? Like they, like they, they didn't and, and we did. And I think that was on purpose. Well, I know that was on purpose, but I have a hunch like after the fact or like at different parties, the Google folks would get together and, and have a few beers together. And I have to wonder if they had sort of drinking games it might have been like what problem can we find now like what embarrassing like because you were noting like looking through and sort of like laughing at us like Mm -hmm. like not you or i necessarily and hopefully not our listeners but i used to do stuff like that now it doesn't work so i don't but um you know i i have to wonder if they're like okay like sort of a like a uh what is it that way you go chasing around like a scavenger hunt right up like mm-hmm. okay find us web pages and here's like the bingo card like problems I'm, you have I'm, to find the first team to find examples of like keyword stuffing and like hiding text and like scraping and stuff right i, I have to wonder if they have those sorts of games going on at the google plex when uh, when we're not looking i you know what i i remember me and andrew goodman tried to get google several times you know that they they have a um roller hockey rink at the old google plaques and we tried to get them to to let us play on the roller hockey rink either canadians versus anybody who'll challenge us or seos versus googleites and they'd have the advantage because it's their rig and it's not like we get out playing roller hockey very much right but you know i figure there's there's a good cadre of you know canadian seos and you know even if you don't never play hockey or Canadian so you know how to do it 
right um <laughs> yeah anyway but they would never let us never happen never once and it's mostly because there's the, the google at at the google dances where um once a year at uh ses san jose and then smx san jose um google would have all the search markers come and all the seos come and um have a big party on their campus it was called the, the google dance um, they stopped doing that after the 2008 crash, um, figuring that throwing a several hundred thousand dollar party wasn't really good optics when, you know, nobody had any money anymore, but, um, they were so much fun. I, I understand actually Google dances have been revived, but they're, they're not like they used to be. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm you sure know, they... although that is reminding me of, um, the search bash event and i can't remember who the googler was but that actually got into the sumo suit and went at it i can't remember oh, who they were. um straight up that was um uh, uh matt cuts matt it cuts. was cuts okay matt and did he cuts go up was... against rand fishkin yep okay yeah <laughs> um well it's not like they're gonna have him go up it's not like they're gonna have matt cuts go up like against greg bowser or anything right <laughs> <laughs> like, like like darren likes chaos but not like that <laughs> um okay we should, we should get back on track again for a longest time there was uh um, if, if if uh seos were wondering about uh javascript and stuff contained in javascript can google read it um you get you get warnings uh all your stuff's contained in the dom and google can't read it google's never gonna see it you're gonna lose everything your canonicals are there no one knows it that's not true exactly in fact google's um released uh uh recently updated its support docs on uh, javascript specifically on javascript links and it describes how to make them appear 200 okay fine for them <laughs> phrase them as you're supposed to in uh in the Java document itself, use the ahref, um, use an anchor at any rate to distinguish this is a anchored link and you should treat it as such. And Google will follow it and move page rank along it and it will resolve 200 okay fine. Um, there's a, uh, a search engine roundtable uh, yesterday had a uh, uh, sort of a, a, a pre see on uh, on the um, update of the support documents, but go over to, over to um, uh, uh, Google support docs and uh, see for yourself. Yeah, no, something just for our listeners, because I've seen all sorts of problems with JavaScript sites, um, mm. or, or I guess SPAs or whatever, however you want to call them, uh, is all of this is assuming, and, and rightfully so, because there, there's other documents that they have on JavaScript. This is all assuming that your site itself is crawlable to where they can extract <laughs> this link out of, right? Like, it's not like, mm -hmm. because there, there are versions, like if you haven't got pre-rendering, for example, and, and or if Google, for some reason, can't render the page, you, you know, you pointed that out, like, it's all buried in the DOM, they can't see it. Um, if that is still the scenario, having it in an ahref does not magically fix that, <laughs> right? Like, that's actually your fundamental problem. But I, 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 I get what like what they're getting at is and even on like non JavaScript based sites, you can have JavaScript generated links. And that's what they're they're also talking about is if you're using it, there's a few they list to your point, they list some great examples um, of, of how you could create them. Um, and it, it, it it's a great read. I just thought I would clarify that if they can't read your page, they can't read the link regardless of what you do with it. Indeed. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, sorry, that was an assumption. <laughs> That's a good assumption. Uh, when I first read it, I thought that was, I'm like, yeah, that like, because even Barry's like, you probably know this. I'm like, yeah, you probably do. And I'm like, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> like, not necessarily. Um, From continuing on, and actually there's there's a couple stories in Chris's session of that you'll probably know this, but it's been noted, so we're going to note it for you anyway. <laughs> um, and, uh, this is a John Muellerism, um, and he's absolutely absolutely right. Say you got a website that has an internal search engine, that internal search engine will produce its own search result pages. And if you let Google into that uh, internal search engine, it will, if it will, uh, it'll produce a big, it'll, uh, it'll kill your analytics. It will, it will kill you. In fact, it'll smother you in bogus pages. Um, 
block it with robot checks. Don't let them through there. Don't let them in there. Don't let them into those those areas. And you don't need to let them into those areas. Google, um, how to say this? Google will do everything it possibly can to make pages appear. It'll do anything to discover what's in your website. It will sell um, your grandmother given half the chance to discover what's in the corner of your website. Don't let Google do that. That's a setting in AdWords. Uh, don't let Google do that. But uh, Google will 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 even fill in forms, so you can you can you can assume it's it's um, probably using like H ones or page titles to fill in your um, fill in your to fill in the search query and make um, make pages appear. So if you have good category structure, um, if it's really easy to get to the category, say from top level navigation or maybe a footer or something, anywhere from your, somewhere from your homepage, to get to a category page that in turn funnels people efficiently to uh, specifically to product or more specific information pages, then the search feature, um, you'll probably, people probably won't even use it. I mean, like have it because um, it's, 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 it's useful, but don't let Google in. It'll never leave. Right. And you know what? Like I, I, I can see people thinking to themselves, but more pages is better. Um, no, <laughs> uh, they're not. Um, and also like to, to, I think that one of the points John is, is making here it may not be, but um, if you just had these generated search result pages, for example, like you basically got a bunch of orphan pages on your site, right? They're not linked to. So you got all these orphans just sitting there. And yeah, they'll, for, I mean, heck, even if they did generate on the fly after the fact, they're, they're nothing pages, right? Like yeah. they're not, they're just sitting there in the, if you have a proper category structure, you've crafted how you want that weight to flow through too. So yeah, um, yeah I think that's, you know, it, it's a natural, We, but you're right. <laughs> I guess you're like, you introed it by going, speaking of things <laughs> that we should have to say that are, yeah, you're right. Like it, it, we shouldn't, but, but here okay. we are. Cause John had to answer it. Well, here's what, here's for the Barry himself, Barry, the great Barry Schwartz, even himself noted that he shouldn't have to write this stuff. But when you got a whole bunch of stuff that uh, needs to get worked out when you're optimizing a website, start with the big stuff and work your way to the little stuff simple right that's that's uh, google's advice and barry says eh, that's such good advice i shouldn't even have to write this but now that they've said it i'm gonna tell you so there you go uh, barry tells you barry tells us we tell you that's how it works it's union yeah really. now now I, i'm gonna just like be a jerk here and i can't believe i'm disagreeing with something barry's saying like that's just rarely, oh, no, no, rarely no, no, what what uh, what but, come on there are times when as an SEO, you sit down and you're like, here's a list of tasks that need to be done. Mm -hmm. And here's one that's going to take big impact, but it's going to take a week. Oh, that's or true. Okay. here's one that's going to have like these little impacts. And I got like half an hour before lunch. Okay. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, there's that for sure. Uh, but take the biggest impacts you can first, yeah. and that will likely produce much stronger results for you after. Um. I had a, we came and played cleanup on a, a migration problem for somebody else, someone's mm -hmm. migration problem. Um, first order of business, um, get the 301s worked out and first order of business there, get the 301s that involve backlinks worked out. Um, right. Well, get the 301s that on the page worked out so that Google has somewhere to go through. Once that's finished, backlinks, get those worked out, get them back again. Um, so what is it? prioritize and figure what's going to make the biggest impact for, for the work that you do. Okay, yeah. moving right along. This is one from Danny Sullivan. Really cool because we don't hear from him often enough. Um, on AI content. So the, um, how to say this, uh, people have been saying that Google's out to get AI content, which has been kind of silly because how will it know exactly, right? Like it doesn't know right. if it's AI or not. There's, there's markers. You could probably tell a little bit, but you can't tell for sure. And Google is, Google wants to be a, a very efficient jury. Um, it wants, it wants to know before it damns somebody. Um, so Google's test isn't whether it's AI content or not. Google's test is whether it's helpful or not. According to Danny Sullivan, um, you can have AI content all over your website. 
it should be helpful. Now, Danny suggests strongly that humans will probably write more helpful content because they're more, they empathize with other humans' needs. Mm-hmm. That'll probably be more useful and more helpful and better for Google to answer whatever question users uh, asking about that. But it's not AI content that's gonna that's gonna sink you. It's crappy content that's gonna sink you. Right, and doesn't that make sense? Right, and, and and it sets a good tone for them for the future. Like when they were making up their rules and making up all their statements on like AI content specifically, like AI generated content it really was a glorified scraper, right? Like it was just patching together crap it had found um, and just going, okay, here's, here's my page. We all knew it. It was crap. <laughs> like, um, and, 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 and it was just pieced together in a way that would, might make it look unique. We've come a long way. Um, there's a lot of great tools out there that, that can assist in that, in the, in the process. Um, I won't name names, but there, there are some. Um, and, you know, it, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, Google would be, a, they can't, they're, they're generating it themselves, right? like, or, or they're working very, very hard to do that right now. Like, heck, that's what half their like, biggest algorithms um, of, of the last couple, uh, couple of years are built around. So, um, you know, it, it makes sense to, to use it. However, I think that the, the point is, is very, very valid. I, I can't say I don't use AI to come up with outlines to to assist with certain pieces of content. It's fantastic. I'm sure. Uh, in fact, I, I used part of it in, in the last uh, article that I, I wrote. I, I I just like let some AI write some pieces for me. I was clear on that what I was doing with that section, but get a human being going through there. Use it as a tool to speed things up. <laughs> but well, then, Jamie, uh, I mean, th- th- think think of the enormity of some websites now. I got I, I got one website I'm working on, working with that has over um, you know over a hundred thousand parent, and then you can get into the millions of child categories after or child products after that. Mm-hmm. Um, you want content for what? Okay, yeah, we'll we can do that <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it'll take it, it it'll it'll take about five minutes. Um, right. so. I mean, like, 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 there's a place for, there's absolutely a place for AI, especially in the uh, burgeoning new web, however that might manifest itself, um, where it's going to need a lot of muscle to flesh it out, be it, be it text words or um, rooms made of ones and zeros. It's going to take a huge amount of, of artificial intelligent muscle to make that happen. Yeah. Okay. Moving along again, John Mueller on dealing with negative SEO tactics from the competition. This is people like dropping a whole bunch of craptastic links all over your website or something to that effect. Nine times out of 10, probably 99 times out of 100, ignore them. They honestly can't hurt you. Um, Google, if, if it's a useful link, it'll be useful to you. If it's a crappy link that has zero to do with your website, Google doesn't care. It just doesn't even consider it. It, 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 it puts it over in the I don't care category. Do you, do, you, do you think Google actually does that? Like um, say you've got a, a nursery website and somebody dumps a whole bunch of porn uh, links on it um, or porn links directing to it. Um, do you think uh, 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 Google just ignores the, the effect of those links? Of that bad neighborhood I, pointing to the childcare site? I can only imagine that they do now because John, we've had this kind of discussion on, on similar statements in the past and I've always gone, I, I, I don't really believe them, right? Because people get manual actions against them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's John, like he doesn't know everything 100% and he's been wrong before. We've talked about it. Um, but I, I have a feeling it is at least very, very close to being true for him to come out and make the statement the way he did. Um, I suspect what we will see is if they couple that and they see that your site sucks, right? Like, or they see other signals, like some pattern of behavior. Would they put a manual reviewer on it if they saw this spike and then go, okay, no, this is just some like nursery that's like got a five page site going, hey. <laughs> We're a nursery, right? Like, and we serve this area and like, like let us either take care of your plants or kids, depending on what kind of nursery, right? Like, um, you know, as long as they're that, I I, I think he's probably right. So I, I'm guessing they've taken out this automated 
sort of angle of things is is what I, I believe it must be going on now where you won't just get hit with an automated penalty based on negative link assaults at you and that maybe it just like kicks up like a okay we're going to watch you now and look for other signs to tip it over for a manual review or, or something like that uh where else we have about 10 minutes left um what do you what do you, what do you feel like is we have we have so many we have so many stories we could jump at this is incredible um, one of the ones that I love, so just to, to make sure we get to it once again by Barry Schwartz. So just to make sure that it's it's covered, and this will be a quick one, um, is Google showing on-time delivery and order accuracy estimates. God, that is so ads. cool. I know. I just love it. Um, and so for folks who haven't seen, I mean, you can go over to SE Roundtable. It's over there, of course, because I mentioned Barry. I guess it could be search engine land, but it's SE Roundtable right now. Um, and it's actually in the results. Um, now, the only examples that I saw were from sponsored, um, but either way, they're they're in there. And it shows what the on-time delivery rate as a percentage is. Um, I love it. Like, I, I, I think it's absolutely fantastic um to actually another, just show like what are your odds of getting it on time well another example of how schema um can give one little teeny piece of information that enhances a search result just enough to make me go i really want to order from those guys right yeah like along with reviews because it sits in the display right beside reviews Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I do have to wonder now with review ratings, um, when you sign up for Google ads and you go, yes, I would like to show those. You can set your threshold to go, OK, if it's below three, well, you don't get to set it. It's like a, it, it is on or it's not. And I believe it's three, if memory serves me, where if it's lower than three, it won't show up. Right. And then you can decide if you just never wanted to show up. I wonder if they've got the same thing with the order accuracy and on time delivery to go, OK, but if it's below which would make sense because you're paying for this, right? Like in, in the sponsored, I'm not talking about organic, just like in sponsored, do you okay. want it to show up or not? Um, so anyway, uh, I will, I will leave that to like try and figure out for, for myself later. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I think it's a really, really nifty, uh, nifty feature that I, that I love to uh, love to see. And it ties in nicely to me, uh, although it's, it's a, it's a completely different thing, but it's to like help people make better purchasing decisions um, is changing the numbers um, in the reviews. So where we've got that, you can see sort of like the, the review ratings, especially when dealing with local results, like a, a restaurant, like we were chatting because I'm going to go out for, for lunch with, with Ross, uh, Ross Dunn from, from step forth. I'm going to be going out for lunch with him next week. Looking forward to it. Cause it's been a while and we're going to soup J Thai. Um, one thing that I might care about, especially if I was traveling, to a, to a different location is what percentage of those reviews come from people in that location. That's what I, I, I often, when I'm looking at reviews, I'm like, okay, which ones do I need to translate, right? Like if I'm traveling to a foreign country, because I don't actually want to, you know, go to like a fantastic Japanese restaurant that's thought to be an awesome Japanese restaurant only by non-Japanese people, right? Like I would want to go to one that locals really, really love. So I've had to do it that way. Now, right in the um, in the results by the reviews, they note the number of reviews that are from people in that area. I think it's a fantastic, fantastic addition, um, especially for local results. Okay, we are down. We're down to like five minutes or so. So, uh, quick note: um, Google can. Pass PageRank from HTTP to HTTPS redirects. That makes sense. That actually, that's okay. That's, uh, that makes sense. That's not a that's not a, a weird uh, a weird out of the, out of the uh, blue story because the HTTP page actually doesn't exist anymore. It's just being redirected into the new HTTPS form. So that's okay. That, 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 that's not too weird. No, so I do find it an like, interesting why? one um, when I'm thinking of like the whole time, like one just needs for the answer to that question to think there was a time when we were all HTTP and Google said, you all need to switch. Um, and it, it's, if the answer was no to that, the entire web would have collapsed <laughs> in that one moment in time, right? We all would have switched to HTTPS. All of the links would have like that we had incoming would have been trash. And 
that would have been the death of the web, right? Like only new sites that were getting links built at the time would have would have risen. So I did find that to be sort of like a funny question, but. Um, now, one thing people do want to watch out for is, um, and this happens sometimes with older plugins in say WordPress, in uh, say like a WordPress or something, is um, an older, an older, an older application, uh, something from a third party that hasn't been updated in a while and is still drawing from an HTTP URL. If you're running that on your website and you have a, say, a couple of them that come up, Google's going to note that in your, um, uh, uh, not in Core Web Vitals exactly, but in, in the user experience uh, area of, uh, 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 of, of Search Console. And um, if you get enough HTTP draws on any given set of requests, oh, um, yeah. Google will... Um, your page is secure because you're HTTPS, but you may be passing a signal over an insecure, um, passing data over it, some insecure hop, and Google's wary of that. Yeah. Good point. So watch out for that. Um, you can see that in Search Console um, uh, 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 around core, around the core Web Vitals count. I'm not exactly positive. I'm seeing it in my mind's eye right now, but. Um, if you do see an increase in HTTP requests on a page, that's where you should probably be looking. It's probably some third-party plugin. Um, what else do we got? Um, <laughs> hear the story about scraper site that got hurt by the most recent update, yeah. and then went complaining <laughs> to uh, then went complaining to John Mueller about it. <laughs> yeah, that's just sort of got to be one of those like you knew. That's. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You've been skating off this for so long, and now you're mad because so, okay. So this 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 website was built on, um, and you know what? Sometimes it's totally appropriate just to scrape content. For, and uh, there was a whole bunch of COVID information websites that did exactly that. Took mm -hmm. took information made available by public health boards um, in a bunch of different bunch of different areas, um, and then like made a regional dashboard for people. That would be appropriate, sure. I don't. I, and in fact, I think Google would probably be okay with that. Um, but if you're just scraping data and repurposing it, say like a phone book or something, um, and then, and then surrounding that by Google ads, Google would not be okay with that because you're, it's, it's web spam. Anyway, um, Google has gone through what, like five algorithm updates, uh, since Labor Day, um, <laughs> something like that. One of them was going after web spam. I think, um, this, the kind of scraper site this person described was web spam, and they went complain. Anyway, if you want some fun, go over to um. I think this one was on Mastodon because uh, Mueller has uh, migrated. Um, you know, an interesting thing. You know, how you can tell the difference between John Mueller on Twitter and John Mueller on Mastodon. Wow. On Mastodon, he's taking a sharpie and drawing hair on on his head. Right. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, this 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 is said one bald one bald guy to another. By the way. Um, so anyway, um, it's a, it's a funny little thread, um, and it, it's the one that I think led to, um, I think it's going to have to be our last story, uh, John Mueller again, saying straight up, exasperated style, search ain't guaranteed, kids. <laughs> I think that's all there is to say about that. <laughs> Indeed. Um, no, search, there's a lot of work, and it takes a long time, and all of the stuff that you're supposed to know, but I think John Mueller, again, I'm um noted that uh, uh uh there is no guarantees and such as like baseball there ain't no guarantees in baseball either um and there's no guarantees in search just do the right things and you'll probably uh probably end up scoring more often than not yep that's about all there is to it <laughs> and um actually it's full clock that's all there is that's about all there is to it we've gone all the way around again so Dave, thank you so much. This was this was a this was a fast and fun show. Like seriously. it really was. A lot happened this week, and it was awesome to chat with you about it. Indeed. Okay. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Weights and Biases, this is Jim Edge of Digital Always Media, Digital Always Media, and friends, you've been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on the tenth of November, twenty twenty-two. Um, stay well, rank well, um, be kind to each other, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.